With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the 2020 Christmas edition of Sharing Socks where we will, uh, before very long here, get into our Christmas wishes for the White Sox and White Sox fans. I think we may have some deviation in who wishes what, but we will see how that comes. I'm Lee Allen, the, the uh, duty geezer of Southside Sox, and with us my son, Will Allen, our West Coast correspondent, and strong uh, White Sox fan, Eric Laughlin, making another guest ex- uh, appearance. And we should mention, uh, before we leave these Christmas lists, that Eric, uh, as Will and I know, uh, is a power-hitting left-hander uh, who has a very hard time keeping the ball fair, which means he could be the next White Sox designated hitter because he fits it's right true. in the pattern. I think, uh, I think the only prerequisite you have to have for that is not to have – uh, weekly grounded out to end a Chicago theater softball league playoff game. Bases loaded. Listen, to my defense, ball. to my defense, if I had hit that ball, it would have gone real far. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta play to win, man. That's all. Oh, that's what you were doing. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the Christmas list, and I'm sure these guys have very inventive Christmas lists, though mine is by far more important. Uh, a few items that are in the news, uh, the most recent, uh, well, no, the top one, of course, being that we have a ooh, little slap on the wrist for uh, Tony La Russa by the justice system of Maricopa County, Arizona, wherein he was fined to one day of staying at home, as opposed to the nine months of staying at home that the rest of the country has had, uh, was fined almost one hour's pay. And uh, sentenced to, I don't know, was it five minutes of uh, community service? Uh, I think signing an autograph for the judge's granddaughter. So <laughs> that's cleared up. And he immediately says that he does not have a drinking problem. And uh, I think uh, his statements, like his other statements written by his lawyer, I presume, show that what he mainly has is an arrogance problem. But uh, that is not technically against the law in Arizona or any other state. So he should be okay on that. The White Sox reaction afterwards was as stupid as every White Sox front office reaction is to everything, I think. So you guys have anything to add to that or have I covered it? Well, I think, um, I think, you know, one day at home when the CDC is recommending everyone stay at home for the next couple months, uh, is a perfectly fitting punishment for endangering people's lives uh, while drunk driving. 
Um, it's pathetic, but what did we expect? You know, he's he's the like, you know, he's the he's the top of of ego and older white male privilege and all that garbage and. He used it, and now he really isn't being punished. I'm excited to see what his 20 hours of community service are. Uh, I hope we see him picking up trash uh, on the Dan Ryan, but I don't think we will. Signing autographs to the Jewel Osco. <laughs> Broadway and Lawrence. He's got to do it in Arizona, though. That's the thing. Oh, uh, right, right. There's no jewels in Arizona, so no, you know, <laughs> no, I think it's in Albertsons. Albertsons owns jewels, and they're in Arizona, so oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, that works out great. <laughs> Close uh, enough. I, I flew through Maricopa County uh, a few days ago, and uh, I will say it is not as exciting as the news makes it out to be. <laughs> All right. Well, glad to hear that. I should say, <laughs> Will is not not is actually our mountain time zone correspondent uh, today uh, since he is uh, he and his wife are Christmasing alone, not in large group in uh, Santa Fe. Uh, I think it's the holiday season. I think Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is funny. You wouldn't even know it's Christmas here. (laughs) Santa Claus, Santa Fe. There we go. Yeah, They go go right together. Yeah. Otherwise, in the news, on the on the actual baseballing front, Yoelki Cespedes, raise your hand if you'd heard of him before this week. As long as okay. he is the same person as Yanis Cespedes, I have heard of him. <laughs> he is the much younger half-brother. He's 23, which is a little old for this. Um, an international signing, not technically signed, because I think they can't sign until... January 15th, July. something like oh, that. Uh, but they've reached an agreement, anyhow, that the Sox will be picking him up. Uh, the ratings on him are all over the map. Uh, you have one system that is saying he is the best international prospect there is this year. And you have it goes all the way to one that doesn't even bother to list him. Any wow. input, guys? Yeah, um, we, should, we should say he's, he's a, a now power-hitting uh, outfielder, which is a good thing with a lot of speed. Well, you know, I think one of the reasons that they have a hard time with this is, is because, you know, you really only get so many chances to see Cubans play professional ball at, at, at levels that they're able to quantify. So in other words, you know, when you have high school guys who are coming out of, you know, Southern California or Texas, or you have college students who are going to Cal State Fullerton and they're playing in the Big Ten or the, ACC, or the SEC, you know, or some of the bigger programs, you have an idea of what the talent level is that they're playing against to compare them to other prospects you've seen at that level. But with these guys coming out of Cuba, I mean, you know, you really only get a chance to see the tools that they have. And now that we have the World Baseball Classic, at the very least, you know, you maybe get 17 at-bats where you have a really good idea of what they look like against some level of professional pitching. And even, you know, uh, the, the World Baseball Classic, depending on who they play, right, are people who exist at different levels of professional baseball. So I think that, that what happens when you, you know, I see this for a lot of Cuban guys. Um, the same, uh, what was his, Yasmani Tomas, too, came out, had like an 80-grade power or 70-grade power or something. And, I mean, we all know how he kind of turned out. Same thing with Rosny Castillo, who's still, you know, who's finally in his last year of his $68 million contract with the, in the minors with the white, with the Red Sox. 
So I think the problem really is that you don't have a chance to get any kind of evaluation on these guys against major league or minor league pitching uh, until they, until they hit somebody's system and actually get the chance to face that. So the tools that you get are really just scouts dreaming on makeup, physique, um, how quick are their hands? How quick are they to first base? How fast do they throw? You know, I think the the biggest, probably the biggest variance they they have is the hit tool because the hit tool I think is really the hardest one to grade if you don't see it against professional pitching. You know, you can clock somebody's arm, right? You can clock how fast they run. You can see when they're in batting practice, ball go far. You know, so they must have some power. But that hit tool is super important because, man, if you have a thirty grade hit tool, you're just you're not a major league player. Well, it's, it's, it grades out pretty well, depending on against again who's grading. But uh, pretty much across the board, um, five uh, five MLB, cool. ridiculous numbers that I'm seeing right now, just insane numbers. They got a fifty grade hit tool on this guy. That seems high to me. Um, and I, we, I think, we would all agree that the one area where the White Sox have shown actual brilliance uh, in the front office, rather than the usual kind of grinding incompetence, is Cuba. I mean, yeah. we could have an all Cuban team before very long. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's something that's, you know, really exciting about the White Sox. I, I, I like that they're going after this guy, even if he doesn't pan out. I think the, the risk reward is there. And, uh, you know, any chance we have to sign Cuban players who feel very at home right now on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I love that about this team. And I think this team loves that about this team. Uh, so I'm, I'm all for this. I'm all for this experiment. Why not? Um, you know, if he ends up being what some of the people are saying he could be, even if he ends up being a little less than that, he's still better than Adam Eaton. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the theory is, I mean, he's not, he's not major league ready. People are immediately going, well, they could have one year of Eaton and then he's gone and, and income suspect is a nice hope, but that might be a, a little much. That's probably uh, unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, the one well, thing I really, if they bring him in, so we we now have, we could have a lineup more than half Cuban. Um, they've got to improve, got to improve the Cuban sandwich at the Gurf. Oh, yeah. I have oh, had yeah. the Cuban sandwich oh, at the yeah. Gurf. I love Cuban sandwiches. It was a bitter disappointment. It is, it is like their most disappointing food item. Yeah. And the food there is generally pretty good, but that one oh, was yeah. a huge letdown. Yeah, they, they gotta got get up to my boys at Cubanito, man. Cubanito's making empanadas and uh, corderitos, and they got a Cubano sandwich. They gotta, they gotta put a truck down there. Or yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, it, it has to be helped out. Third piece of news: Fangraphs came out with their prospect list um, for the Sox. They're doing it a team at a time. They did the Dodgers first. They did the Sox second, and of course as is the case with the rating of a Cuban player, prospect ratings are all over the map. But they're grading uh, the top four, no surprise, Andrew Vaughn at a 60. And this is, again, that 20 to 80 scale, which for reasons I do not comprehend has caught on all over Major League Baseball for rating all kinds of stuff. I, it just doesn't make any sense, but there it is. The next three are Michael Kopech, um, Nick Madrigal, and... Um, Jared Crochet uh, at 55, 55, and 50. And I would say the 50 is supposed to be a great up. This guy's going to be a decent, pretty decent major league player. And we already know Madrigal is showing he's a decent major league player. Crochet has certainly shown 
in the majors that he's got the stuff. Uh, just a question of where it plays. The next one for the uh, Sox of Jared Kelly, the, who's not expected in the majors for four years at a 45. Those are the only players that they rate 45 or over in the Sox system. So five of them, uh, two of them have already appeared in the majors. And I, well, actually, Kopech did it at one point in, in 2019. The other team they've done, the Dodgers. How many did the Dodgers have at 45 and Bob? Bob? 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A 55, four at 50, three at 45, and, and at 45 plus, and seven at 45 itself. It doesn't give you a lot of confidence <laughs> in your system. Well, you know the uh, the Dodgers are rebuilding, so that makes sense. <laughs> so the, yeah, they they sent off their major leaguers that, to load up that the four farm. half year where they only won the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> um. So one thing one thing I will say about player rankings, as far as future values are concerned, the difference between a forty five and a forty value level player, believe it or not, is not super duper high. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so you know, and 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 I've seen a lot of forty plus players. You know, I remember I was having this conversation with my dad with the Yankees. Uh, you know, hurt had all their starters hurt and had all these guys up in the show like Gio Urshela, who people had you know Tim Boyd, people had never heard of before. And I mean, those were forty, forty five value level guys. So, so I think the number, the good news that I'm looking at for the White Sox is, you know, I've seen a lot of teams that don't have a lot of 40, 45 level guys at all. They've got three, they've got four. So one of the things that the Dodgers do very well, that the Sox seem like they're finally doing at least with some confidence, is having a lot of those guys. You know, when you talk about a trade, you talk about like a pitcher who's got, you know, like a lottery ticket arm, right? Those are 40, 45 level guys. They've got one plus pitch. They've got maybe two plus pitches. They have no idea where they're going, but they've got a live arm. Or you've got somebody down in the show who's, you know, got a plus power, but is striking out 28% of the time at the minor league level, 23%. So, so they're guys who can, if they can figure out one of their tools, can break above that ceiling and be regular contributors, but they they still have they still have polishing to do. So you know the Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers. They're going to have a lot of that depth. You know they have the ability to throw their money around at the international signing periods and and doing these small trades with people. That's one of the things Friedman is really good at is finding those guys who sit in that forty forty five plus level and, and end up being contributors at the major league level. The bigger help, though, on the 40-45s would be if we all trusted our development system. Very true. Uh, hard to trust our development system. It does not have a good history. And who is in charge of that? Eric Lachlan's <laughs> favorite player, Chris Getz. <laughs> <laughs> Every middle infielder is going to hit 260, you guys. Every one of the, every one of the middle then 220. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then 220 and then get traded. To the I mean, what this what this fan graphs thing really tells me about the White Sox is that, you know, we really are in a win-now situation. Um, you're, with those numbers, yeah, everything Eric said, spot on. Um, but you really have to hope that they do break that ceiling in one category. What this tells me is, you know, now now is the time to win and do what you have to to win uh, this year and next year being the the main time frame for that. Um, 
Yeah. Remember that, when that being the case, we used to sit around and talk about how great the White Sox farm system was. That was cool. <laughs> it goes quick these days. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, and part of the reason it's not very good is because they brought up some very good players. Exactly. It's paid off. Louis, Louis Robert out of your farm system. All of a sudden it goes down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> No yeah. question about that. And, and the that same happens once Madrigal's a regular and once Crochet is a regular. Um, I, I expect them to both make great strides in Major League Baseball this next year. Um, and then Kopech is a big question mark, but, you know, he's got the tools and we'll just see what Cats can do with him and hopefully get him ready for Major League Baseball. He's the one. I mean, of, of all the, the, the young guys uh, – coming right along sort of that other than Giolito had proven himself already uh, before this year, who, who I thought was going to make the breakthrough was Kopech. Yeah. And I have no great, wonderful statistical backup or, or pitch analysis or anything else to back that up. But I just rated him in my mind, well over uh, your buddy Dylan Cease and uh, Lopez and, and so on along the line. And I hope it turns out that that was a good cast. I think this is a good time. We're talking about what, what we're looking for, what we're hoping for. You want to you want to take the break and come back and do the Christmas wish list? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we've got our White Sox and baseball Christmas wish list coming up, but let's take a quick break. See you in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, time for a little holiday cheer, Christmas list, or whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, this is our holiday list, uh, wish list for baseball. Um, I have six items on my list. Um, how would you guys like to do this? Would you like to go full lists or one at a time? What are you thinking? Uh, I, 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 let's go full list. Eric's a guest. I think he should be allowed to uh, come in here and and make his wish list and we can poo-poo it and move on from there. <laughs> Great. Let's hear it, Eric. What do you okay, got? Mine's, mine's shorter than yours. So, so my, the first thing on my Christmas wish list is that Andrew Vaughn pans out to be a plus player. Um, I think that that's, you know, a, an all-star. And I think that that's really critical for two reasons. One is, you know, a, I think with, with McCann, obviously uh, being gone and Carnacion uh, being gone, they, they do have a spot for him at the very least to play. And if they don't have a spot for him to play, you know, one of the things I think about when you talk about being in win now mode is having a blue trip prospect that you can dangle for somebody who's, who's going to bring you wins during the, the midpoint of the season or during the off season next year. So I think him panning out as a 60 plus, you know, he's got a 60 future value tag. He was the most polished hitter coming out of college. I think he has to get to the major league level and be ready to go next year. Um, that would be the first thing on my Christmas wish list. Can't argue with uh, that. The no. second thing for me, Kopech needs to bounce back and needs to also be, you know, a legitimate number two, number three guy. I think that a lot of the evaluations of the team 
from last year involve him being on the roster. A lot of the team's evaluations over the past two years have involved him being a plus guy. You know, we talked earlier in the program about how the White Sox draft and develop, um, how especially how pitching has drafted and developed for them has been a concern. And so one of the things is, you know, you really need that young. I mean, you look at the Mets, right? The Mets, the Mets have stayed competitive just on the backs of having Syndergaard and DeGrom turn out as being two, you know, borderline Cy Young candidates every year, despite being owned by the Wilpons and being poorly run otherwise. So, you know, between those two guys, if you can get really good seasons out of Giolito uh, and you can get really good seasons out of Kopech, uh, you know, plus Vaughn, plus Abreu is already playing at an MVP caliber level. We, you know, there's talent across the, now you're looking at a championship team, right? You've got two plus starters. You've got Keichel, who's got experience. You've got offense all across the board. You've got quality young players. You've got bats you can't pitch around. I mean, that to me is a team that goes in to play guys like the Yankees and the Astros and the Dodgers. And, and and doesn't walk into those games thinking they're going to get beat. Plus, you've got a you've got a really solid uh, three or four in Lance Lynn as well now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, exactly. Kopech comes out firing. It's going to look really good. I mean, if you go Kopech, you know, Giolito, Kopech, Keiko, Lynn. I mean, that's 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 four starters that will get you through the regular season. Plus, if you have to narrow it down in the playoffs, I mean, you could pitch Lynn long out of the bull. You could pitch one of those guys long out of the bullpen if you absolutely had to in a short game series, which they probably didn't won't need to do. But, you know, having that fourth arm, having that third and fourth arm, I mean, look at other teams where that where that hurt that that hurt the Yankees, but didn't have to hurt the Astros sometimes. I mean, those were back when the Astros had like, you know, Grunky and Verlander and and McCullers and were just oh. coming at you. With, there was never an off game, right? In the in the in a playoff setting. There was never a gimme pitcher. And we kind of were even talking on this program about if we went deep into the playoffs, right? Who's going to get game three? Who's going to get game four and so on and so forth. So, so having Kopech come out and being a, a bona fide number two, man, even a number three guy, you know, a plus pitcher is, I, I think is going to, is going to help them a lot in the regular season, the off season. And uh, you know, last, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just speaking of though, the, the pitching depth uh, of, of the four great pitchers to get you through uh, the playoffs, 2005 comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Really good point. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys were, you know, none of, I don't think any of those guys in 2005, I think Burley was like what, sixth or seventh in the Cy Young voting or something, but uh, it was Garcia and what's the name of that other. Esteban Loiza, right. Was on that team. And John Garland was a John Garland. Yeah. But I mean, it was all solid, you know, and the Sox obviously, you know, boomed into the playoffs and didn't look back. But you had four solid guys who, you know, yeah, we're going to give the ball to him. Of course, we're going to give the ball to him. Of course, we're going to give the ball to him. These were the horses who brought us to the dance, and they're and we're going to ride them the rest of the way. So, so I think that that's pitching is 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 going to be certainly a big deal. Um, yeah, and the last, yeah, the last thing on Mike Chris's list is please, Tony Larusa, just just don't suck, don't be. <laughs> Don't prove everyone right. Please, please, please make us eat all our words and come in with an open mind and come in with a positive attitude and not bring drama to the clubhouse and let the guys play on the field. And don't be someone who's 
impeding the kind of change that this team has been, that the fans have been asking for for years after seeing it on the North side and having it shoved down our throats for four years, um, you know, and, and just let these guys go out there and play and have a good time and be a smart manager and don't drink and drive. Man. Can't argue oh. that. Can't <laughs> argue that. All right. I'm going to throw on my list. Uh, it's, there's no reason to discuss it because it's all correct. Um, number one on my list, I want, uh, mine's a little more expansive for baseball. I want Yolmer to start 161 games <laughs> in Baltimore. Uh, number two, I want the White Sox to re-sign Colome for a good price. Uh, number three, I want the Cubs to lose 150 games. Oof. Number four, I want the White Sox and Braves in the World Series. I think it would be exciting. Ooh. Number five, I want the entire Yankees starting lineup to go on the DL with non-career ending injuries. And my number one uh, item on my list is uh, I want Jeff Bagwell to get a reality TV show that takes place in the checkout aisle of a supermarket called You Better Bagwell. Oh my God, I would watch that. I would oh, watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch that. And it's just people giving him multiple items and he's got to bag them <laughs> while he's talking about how he was a 40 40 first baseman one time. Do you remember that guy used to steal bases? That dude used to steal bases. He used to run a muck around the league. Gosh. Well, I don't have a lot of faith in any of my wishes coming true. Um, but, you know, know, we'll see. We'll see if Bagwell Bagswell has so many legs. So <laughs> And Yomer, you know, if he can't start 161 for Baltimore, I'd like them to release him so he can start 161 for us. In whatever position. Doesn't matter. Pitch, pitching. We know he can pitch. I would, I, would, I would jump over my own mother to watch Yomer Sanchez pitch. <laughs> All right. My mom's not very tall, so that's probably pretty. That's All probably right, pretty. Dad, what do you got? I, I, I was thinking a little bigger than you guys, uh, and of course – Having been in business before, I thought first of the business end. And what I would like to do is a deal off the top with the Dodgers where we would get Magic Johnson, Billie Jean King, and other members of the Guggenheim group in exchange for Jerry Reinsdorf and a general manager to be named later. That's a good trade. The really I think good that trade. would do more for the White Sox really than anything trade. else that we could possibly come up with. <laughs> why, why do you think the Dodgers would be attracted to that deal? I, I don't know why, but, you know, weather's been bad in Los Angeles. As you know, maybe those people might want to get out of town and come to a nice weather place like Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. That's a really good point. You know, you know I don't think Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson really enjoys it. He went to Michigan State. That is a sensible drive from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's true. yeah. And I'm sure Billy Jean King played tennis tournaments here. So yeah. and could do year round in an indoor facility. <laughs> yeah. Very well heated. What else is on your list? Yeah, number two, I hope that Tony Rusa on Christmas Eve gets his usual blotto, gets into his car. Backs out of his driving. Now, with no injuries to himself or anyone else, I want to make this perfectly clear. Swerves around, nails down the street, and rams into a fire hydrant that is set off. It happens to be in the yard of the police chief of that jurisdiction, 
And across the street from the main cameraman at the top-rated police station, uh, I mean, TV station. So that it cannot possibly be overlooked. And the White Sox statement about doesn't get a third strike will have to be imposed. I think that's a fair one right there. And if it happens to wait until New Year's Eve instead of Christmas Eve, okay. But I think it's more fitting on Christmas Eve. Well, first off, I think that's called Tiger Woodsing, um, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, th- I think that I, uh, I, I like that wish. I think it's sensible. Nobody gets hurt. Uh, TV. No, we don't want any injuries. Ratings. Here. Yeah, I think that's sensible. I think it's only Tiger Woodsing if his wife clubs out his back window. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh. it still okay if she uses a baseball bat? Because I don't know if Lurus has got golf clubs yet. So. Yeah, that's. Well, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Got what am I thinking? List? Okay, uh, and just a couple. If you're going to make a Christmas wish that involves trades, it's Christmas, right? No reason to be reasonable about this at all. Adam Eaton and Dylan Cease to the Tampa Bay Rays for Blake Snell and Randy Arosarena. Ooh, <laughs> fair, fair. First off, that trade. Is will happen if fair. it goes? <laughs> that's a lock. Well, I mean, it's, it's a it's an outfielder and a pitcher for an outfielder and a pitcher. I th- I think you know even up. Well, the we thing about thing about that trade though is you know Snell's a Cy Young winner, but Cease is a future four time Cy Young winner. So I think in the long run, that's not even, a good trade. Even now, also, we were now, talking about scouting grades earlier. But remember, we're, we're we're looking at this year and next year. So in the short term, I, I, I think I come out ahead here. Adam Eaton has 80-grade clubhouse presence, too. So that was- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but clubhouse presence is on that weird 80 to 280 scale. That they- oh, I did not know that. I'm, yeah. I did not know that. Here, I thought it was good, and it's actually horrible. Well, we actually, enough, as a though- throw-in. As they throw in to make Tampa Bay go for the trade, we'll give him Drake LaRoche, too. No, we can't do that. He's no, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> our, our first baseman of the future? Drake no. LaRoche, is a, he's, he's our 145 prospect, so we got to keep him and hope that he develops. And he's team leader. Yeah. Trust I, me from experience, the homeschoolers are the ones who bang the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, is. That is that my, my, my other my left other trade homeschooler myself. Crosstown, Cross Reynaldo Lopez, even up for you, Darvish. <laughs> yeah. They get the younger guy with 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 more future to him. Less I expensive. Think that makes total sense. Total I think sense. that makes total sense. But I think they should have to eat most of Darvish's salary. No, no, because we've already gotten rid of Jerry. We've got actual. Corporate people in charge with money. We can afford his salary. I didn't realize this was contingent on your first trade. So you made that. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Those are, those are good deals. I mean, I think all of those are, are reasonable, uh, you know, holiday wish list material. Not quite as realistic as my Jeff Bagwell grocery bagging reality competition program. Uh, But, but they're real as well. Um, any other any other uh, final wishes from anyone out there? I'm done. You're I don't done. want to be greedy. That's it. Fair, Eric. You got any other wishes? Oh boy. Sounds like no. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was like, I'm trying hard to think of a Steve Cohen Twitter joke because his Twitter account has been amazing for the Mets. You but, know what? Uh, I'm going to add one more wish. I have a wish. It's a wish for Eric. And I'm going to wish that James McCann has a great season next year. Eric, has, if you don't know, Eric's a big Mets fan from his childhood back home. Um, James McCann, you do know, uh, has signed with the Mets. And I'm a big fan of James. I hope he goes to New York. And I hope he, you know, this was probably going to be his one big deal. So I hope that yeah, he, got uh, paid. He, got yeah, paid. he got paid. He earned getting paid. Uh, he's a great presence in the clubhouse. And I hope he I hope he brings a, a lot of that success to to Queens. That would be well, great. you know, if the Mets play the Cubs and you're right, Will, that's that's going to be games that we all sweep. <laughs> In a way, the Cubs' 12 losses are going to come against the boys in New York. <laughs> 12 wins, excuse me, 12 wins. Well, uh, to our 12, 12 and 150 next year. To our somewhere between five and 5,000 listeners, uh, feel free to comment and hit us with your holiday, holiday wishes for this upcoming year. And, uh, of course, we wish everyone very safe holidays. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You know, do do the best you can. I know it's sad. It sucks for everyone. But these, this is what we got to do this year is to make 2021 a year where we get to sit in the stadium and watch the White Sox win the World Series. We hope. That's another good Christmas wish. Yeah, that would be the best. So uh, any final words from anyone? Just a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, stay healthy. All Go right. Bills. You've heard from me, Eric, and the geezer. Uh, We'll see you next time. Be safe. Goodbye.